It's really feeling like cowboy hat weather out, huh? Howdy. <laughs> what do you consider cowboy hat weather? Um, you know, when it's just kind of, it's warm and it's the sun's beating down and you need to pull that hat low and, you know, the only thing in front of you is the open road. Absolutely, Josh. And I think you learned that from your Boston upbringing yeah exactly yes. your suburban <laughs> massachusetts upbringing yeah nothing to do but sip this ice cold minute made frozen pop in front of the pool <laughs> um josh is trying to bring up the fact that uh grandma and my glamour shots came in honey if this is your first episode grandma is uh paula's cat <laughs> she did not kitten. take in a little kitten. baby tiny white baby kitten three pounds um, they they look fabulous. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Josh. Um, I'll tell you what. If you ever want to have a challenging afternoon, try to do <laughs> glamour shots with a three pound nine week old kitten. That's amazing. How do you? Uh, would you recommend doing it with a sixty four pound uh, unclear what breed dog who uh, is just on your floor sleeping right now who's in my foster care? <laughs> Josh is fostering a dog. We've I got like this left and right. I know. We're like totally different people here in, in quarantine. Yeah. I have another cat. Josh drinks coffee, has a dog. Yeah. Right. Also, I will say that uh, the photos, while, of course, it is very difficult to get a nine-week-old kitten to look at a camera. Um, if you're in Chicago, Sarah Larson, amazing photographer, handled it like a pro. These pictures are great. I will be spamming everyone. She's on Instagram at at self at S E L F O T O. Cell photo. Cell yeah. photo. Check her um, out. Yes, yes. Uh, she was great because I I did message her and I was like, "Hey, are you doing socially distanced photos? If we did it outside?" She was like, "Yes, absolutely." And I was like, "Great." If I got my kitten a tiny cowboy hat and also a 1980s glamour shot outfit, do you think we could do this? And instead of saying no, she was like, absolutely. We'll figure this out. So unbelievable. These are really, these are gems. Thank you. We did not get to grandma's third look. She was, uh, by some of the last pictures, you can see the, the pissed offedness in her eyes. Josh, I don't want to take away from your foster dog. I am fostering a dog through one tail at a time, which is a really amazing organization here in Chicago. One tail.org. Um, Theo, he is a, Big boy. It's very cute. He looks um he has the coloring of like a like a bovine, like a cow color. <laughs> yes, he definitely he looks like if you crossbred a a cow, a milking cow, a uh like a hound and yeah. an Oreo. Now see, I think you should call him Theodore Bovine. Oh, interesting. Doesn't that sound glamorous? Doesn't that, does that someone Theodore Bovine sounds like someone whose daddy just bought this ski mountain and <laughs> we're gonna have to race for it. <laughs> but yeah, I am uh, I'm fostering him right now. He was in a situation where his family couldn't keep him and just oh. giving him a little spot to be for a couple oh. of weeks. Welcome to Being Earnest, a very sincere podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Paula. And we're here to talk about the earnest and sincere topics of the day. Like photos. <laughs> yeah, wasn't what we agreed to, but sure, let's go. <laughs> now with that. we're doing it. Just kidding. Our topic this week is business casual. 
business. Business time. You remember that flight of the Concords song? Business time. It's about it's about doing it. You know what? Despite me thinking that both of the flight of the Concords men are hot, didn't watch a lot of it. More appreciated from a distance, you know. Sure, Paula. What does that say about uh, the about New Zealanders? Not to I get it. But- I think New Zealanders <laughs> are hot, and I don't need to listen to them talk to know it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. I have a type. It's the flight of the Concords guy, the Taika Watiti. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Am I getting normal celebrity crushes? That's exciting. (laughs) (laughs) We're new people. It's a new development. Wow. (laughs) Quick, someone show me a cartoon mascot that I can be like, is Mr. Peanut kind of (laughs) cute? I know he's he's bad, but Joe Campbell's kind (laughs) of hot. (laughs) Okay. Who do you think the hottest mascot is? Not a real human. It has to be fictitious. Mm. I can tell you... This is not answering the question directly, but I can tell you that Captain Planet is the thickest superhero. Okay, well, that is actually... You kind of took my question and you said, what if I didn't answer it? <laughs> Sorry. Um, but I do I do agree. He is a thick superhero. I mean, I like the Jolly Green Giant's energy. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, it takes a certain type of person to be helpful and not wear a shirt. Well, he wears a... It's like kind of a loincloth situation. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like a toga kind yeah. of... Um, I'm not personally into him, but uh, I have heard that people like Mr. Clean. Yeah, I mean, Mr. Clean definitely has a certain, um, I just got divorced, this is my rebound boyfriend kind of energy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That is That to me is the energy Mr. Clean is bringing in. You know he's not going to last for a long time, but you are immediately like, he needs to meet my kids, he should move in. <laughs> and then like three months in, you're like, oh no. <laughs> or he's like, it's hey, I'm I'm good with kids, but I don't want kids. <laughs> the green M M&M, and M, mm, yeah, objectively hot, right? Yeah, she's a hot M M&M and M for sure. Super hot M M&M, and M, which is not a brand of M M&M, and M, hot M and Ms. But what if we made a spicy chocolate M and M? That would be kind of fun. Yeah, I was gonna say that like it's either like muscular dudes, goofy dudes, see cereal. Children. Um, children. Underage children. Um, or like things with a things with a childlike energy. Yeah, right. It's like you're not what gonna be like Cheeto. Chester Cheeto. He's kind of a burnout, isn't he? Yeah, I feel like he's um he's your high school crush, and then you go to the reunion and you're like, oh, this just makes me feel kind of sad. Well, he says it. It's not easy being cheesy. He does make a good point. He makes a strong point. But it's not like you're like, you're like, oh, man, the uh, the Lucky Charms Leprechaun really tickles my biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but if he does, good for everyone, right? No kink, no shame. So business casual is something that is... <laughs> Oh, no, it's what we've been talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Business casual, very hard to define. This is lots of think pieces, lots of BuzzFeed articles about this. Lots of people have made jokes about this in the past. We're not trying to do that because we're in a brave new world where what the fuck do you wear ever? Sure. So, Paula, I'll ask you this. How do we, if the traditional version of like, you know, casual, 
formal, semi-formal, business casual. Like there's different kinds of things that you'd wear to weddings or work or whatever it might be. Um, in quarantine, do we have, what are our guideposts? What are our levels of fanciness or not our unfanciness? I would say that you should live every day like a mullet. Business in the front, party in the back. Mm. You know, like if you're on a work Zooms, which I know a lot of us are, as far as I'm concerned, chest up. Look, you people know you're at home, but you know, don't wear um, nothing would be my best. Wear <laughs> no, nothing. Wear something. Zoom is kind of a natural filter, but then on the bottom, you wear whatever the hell you want. Mm-hmm. And anytime you have to get up to get a package, you'll be like, I'll be right back. Video off. Go get the package. Video back. Are you just nope. keeping video on all day? At my work, we do video calls for almost every call. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, but then you you can't you have to go get packages in the middle of them. Well, like if someone buzzes to get let in to drop the package off while you're in a call because they mm-hmm. only ever come when you're in a call. Ah, uh, I got it. Yeah, Makes we sense. also have some coworkers who we've hired during the pandemic. Oh, that's weird. It's like I have no idea how tall you are, and not that it matters, but just it. In the it meat kind space, of does. It, it kind of will. It kind of will impact how you treat them. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is um, like? What's your go-to for like when you have to be on a? I think I'm going to break it down this way. Work appropriate on like Zoom or Google Meet or whatever, and then if you're like dressing up to see friends on Zoom. Or this even has, to go see people in the front yard. This is really, um, I I think that there's an answer that I would give if I was writing an article about this, being like, sure. "Hey guys, Paula here. Here's some tips." Um, but I think the real answer is for me, whatever is closest to the bed when I wake up. <laughs> so I haven't quite reached the I haven't quite reached level, but we're close. I haven't quite reached the I'm going to just roll out of bed and get in front of the camera. Like I will change, but I will change into whatever is closest, mm. you know? Yeah, totally. Um, And that line is getting blurrier and blurrier. Sure, sure. Um, and just roll up in your bed sheets. Yeah. Be like, getting, it's a drape. It was at the getting, Met Gala last year. Can I, a weird thing. And I don't know if this is just me and I can't tell you why. I think I've been changing clothes multiple times a day and i don't i don't know why no me too i have been doing this too it's like like the fact that i have access to the clothes yes and it's like there's no reason it's just like sometimes i'll go time to put on a different t-shirt and there's there's no uh connection there's no logical thought in my mind going this is the reason i need to change it's just like i sit down in front of the computer i see a picture of myself and i realize i've already done it yeah, for some reason, it's my like bro- what I imagine the movie Memento is about. Yeah, sure, but <laughs> um, for me, it's like at a certain point, I'm like, I'm not feeling that great, but I'm just feeling kind of like not great in these clothes. Good thing I have unlimited underwear. Yeah. <laughs> did you uh, did you go for that subscription? Unlimitedunderwear.com. <laughs> they are sponsoring us this week. I wish. <laughs> I, wish. I just wish we had a sponsor. I would take any sponsor. I'll sponsor Enron. <laughs> You'll sponsor Enron? 
Yeah, I will accidentally give Enron money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I've definitely been doing it's it's a mix because on the one hand, it's like I can change whenever I want to. And I am also I hate to brag, but I do have washer and dryer in unit. So uh, I, can, <laughs> I can do laundry whenever I want to. So, it's, uh, so clothes are my heart's desires, whatever uh, I want. But also, I have also been weirdly like, oh, no, like, I haven't worn this enough for it to be dirty yet. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, like, keep the same clothes going in the rotation because I don't want to do the laundry. So, it's it doesn't make any sense. It's just, it just means I'm dirty always. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Time no longer exists. Clothes no longer exist. And then sometimes I'll go, I'm going to wear something crazy today. And then after, like, half an hour, I go... Um, no, <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I did my, I did my time. Do you know who never dressed business casual in their lives? The queen. Yep. <laughs> well, I was also going to say, uh, the folks of mad men. Mm, yeah, for sure. The maddest of men and women. <laughs> yeah. Mad because they sometimes raise their voices, but also because they're crazy. Um, yes, they never, every single episode of that show, they could be out for a picnic. Their pajamas were fancier than the clothing I wear on my fanciest day. <laughs> it's true. Does to be the ability to know how to tie more than one type of necktie? Yeah, is to look and me. go. Are you thinking a Windsor knot? I'd go, honey. I'm just lacing this together like I would a shoelace. <laughs> <laughs> Little bolo tie situation. If I was a if I was a tie wearing person, I would have to wear bolo ties. Um. So my question for you is about the work lunches of sure. the madmen of the advertising executives of the 60s. Yes. Number 1, how many drinks do you think you could have before going back to the office? Cuz they went hog wild. They would go to lunch, they would go Caesar salad, full-on steak, pudding for dessert. Yeah, right. And 100 martinis. Yeah. Um I generally can't. I mean, despite what people may have seen on the uh live stream, I generally am kind of a lightweight Oh yeah, Josh. People who watch the live stream know that. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> there's I could no questions about that. If yeah, you watch so, the Dream Daddy live stream, they're aware. So yeah. So I think I could get. I could probably have two drinks, and then I'd be like, I can't work the rest of the day. I need to go home. Yeah. I think. I think honestly, for me, I would just eat a big meal and go. I can't be here. <laughs> <laughs> there was too much dairy in that. My tummy hurts. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I I didn't feel like I could say no. <laughs> why did you guys let me eat a cheesecake? Yeah. <laughs> it's delicious, but why'd you let me do it? Why was everyone daring me to eat the full cheesecake? You were all banging on the table when we're in public. Um, you all said it was my birthday. It's not my <laughs> birthday. And then they sang. So then my other question. Mm -hmm. Why do you think we'd be fired from the Mad Men office? Uh, for me for being Jewish. <laughs> well, why else, Josh? <laughs> Let's play a game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not a very accepting time. Yeah, not the most accepting time. Um, I feel like I would, at one of those lunches, I would make a joke thinking that they, like, that it was appropriate for me to, like, punch up and like rib someone and I'd go just a little too far and be just a little too mean. 
<laughs> and they wouldn't know what the insult meant. No. Like you would call Don Draper like big boy Charlie pants or something. Mm, and they'd yeah. be like, I just don't like the vibe of that. Yeah. He keeps using 10 cent words when he can use a five cent word. Yes. Yes. That's a good reason to get fired. Yeah. And I also think it would be at your welcome lunch. Yeah. yeah immediately. <laughs> it would be immediately. Uh, what about you? Mm, I mean, besides my loud mouth, <laughs> oh, no. which I don't think they love in a woman. Oh, mm. uh, why do you think I'd get fired from there? I mean, I could wear the outfits. <laughs> I think you might unionize, try to unionize the workers, but not for like time for like temperature control of the air conditioning. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd make a big, I wouldn't know how to like, uh, I wouldn't know when to hold them, no one to fold them. I'd just yeah. make a big stink about something immediately. And they'd be like, yeah, we'll turn it up three degrees. And you're like, we asked for seven. <laughs> <laughs> and also I'd keep wearing pants. Yeah. Yeah. And they'd be like, toots, you can't wear pants in this office. Hey, toots. <laughs> the only rules are make good ads and show them gams. Did you watch Mad Men? I've I have not watched it all the way through. I've seen episodes. Yeah, like same. I've seen key episodes. Same. Yeah. I you know I just can't do a TV show that moves slowly. It's like it's like there's these little details that you don't you weren't paying attention because you're like I'm bored as hell. And then they're like seven episodes later they're like, oh, well Don and Juju Janice. Janice. I've only been watching Drag Race. So I only know drag queen names. Yeah. That Don and, and Juju B. Yeah, and made, Trixie Mattel. And Trixie Mattel made eye contact seven episodes ago. Did you not realize what that meant? And it's like, no, it was eye contact. Okay, I would die to see Mad Men, but just some of the characters are the queens from RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> That's a fun mashup. That would be fun. Um, I have been watching a show that is not slow moving. Mm, the floor is lava. No, I have been mm. watching supermarket sweep. It is on Amazon and the nineties ones are a wild ride. That's, that's amazing. I feel like I never really, I watched some of it when I was younger, but didn't understand. I had never grocery shop for myself. So therefore, Oh, you weren't at the grocery store at a, as a six-year-old grocery shopping? Uh, well, you know, we had people to do that for us. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't think it is, folks. Um, my grandma and I used to watch it every single night. There were two episodes on a night. Now, in this situation, your grandma is your actual grandmother? My, uh, no, my cat. No, <laughs> my grandmother. Uh, we would watch it every single night. Um, and I remember the episodes. It is in my bones. When they start running, I can tell you this asshole's gonna go straight for the coffee grinder. <laughs> and you just know because just know. it's like a song that you listen to in the background, like on the bus. Yes. For years, and you're like, why do I know all the yes. words to like a G6? Yes, like I a just, G6, like a G6. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like it's been it's in some part of your subconscious, which always makes me think like, why is that there? But it takes me a full three days to do my taxes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's <laughs> like it's like I don't now neurologists listening. I know there's a bunch of you do not correct me. I picture brains being like, you know, there's like 
folds. There's like wrinkles in your brain. Mm-hmm. That's where memories live is inside the wrinkles. Sure. And the deeper and, the wrinkle, the, the more deep seated the memory. Yes, exactly. And it's like, there's some memories up there so deep. Like, like I will never forget the baby bottle pop theme song. Yeah. And it's like, that is in there so deep that sip it, lick it and munch it. There's new candy crunch. <laughs> I don't think that's baby bottle pop. Is it baby bottle pop? Baby yeah. bottle pop. Maybe I'm mixing that with something different. I wonder if you're making a remix and that's cool. Yeah. Um, 90s kids will love this. <laughs> it is like that is in my brain so far that algebra never had a chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I, I, can, I was never going to remember my French class. Yeah. I can sing you all of the regional vacation spot uh, commercial jingles Absolutely. from New England. Absolutely. But, but I cannot for the life of me remember how to spell the word necessarily <laughs> never <laughs> i i want to next time i meet someone new at work i'm gonna grab them right in the face i'm gonna grab their little cheeks in a nice but you know polite way mm-hmm. grab their little cheeks and go i will not ever remember your name because deep in my folds i can tell you every step of legends of the hidden temple and there's no room for you <laughs> deep in my folds <laughs> deep in my folds <laughs> I went through a big phase when I was a kid of listening to the CD of old commercial jingles. Okay. So I, I know like all these like weird fifties and sixties ones. And I'm worried that has rotted me more than my 15 hours a day on my phone ever could. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Is that the weirdest music you have, uh, uh, like the weirdest novelty music that you have an affinity for, because I have an answer for this as well. Um, well that and old, I like the same time that I was going through these commercial jingles. I also went through old TV show themes. Mm. Um, so, and I know, I know those, unfortunately, those are also tucked up inside my brain. Mm, Got it. Um, what about you? Yeah. So, uh, when I was in college, my summer jobs were, I, we all know I was, uh, the youngest umpire in Massachusetts. Yep. That was my night job. My day job was I was a uh, an assistant drama counselor at a camp. Mm-hmm. Working 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that I did is I ran the soundboard as well as like keeping kids entertained, running improv sure. games, like helping them sure. learn their lines, uh, things like that. Sure. Drama counselor stuff. Yeah, exactly. Cool. And they were all young enough that we didn't have to deal with them all trying to kiss each other yet. So oh. that was a lot easier. <laughs> um, but so I have two albums of what were used as sound cues. Um, one for Peter Pan and one for uh, one for Beauty and the Beast. But these were the play versions, not the musical versions. Okay. So I have an album of... Traditional French accordion music and an album of sea shanties. You think those are weirder than 1950s commercial jingles? They're weird in a different way. You're not like you're taking a jog and you just put your, you know, your phone on shuffle. And then every once in a while you get like a hey, ho, and up you she rises. Still have hey. that? You still have them on your phone? No. I, well, yes, they are. on. Some of them are on my phone. They're in my Apple Music. I use Spotify like at this point. Because you like it too much? Yeah. It's the only, yeah, it's the only way I can fall asleep. That is very funny. Just because a sweet, sweet accordion version of Le Mer. <laughs> that's perfect because when you eventually, and we all know this is going to happen, uh, fake your own disappearance mm. and 
start a different life. Yeah, sure. You will have a future well, on the sea, on the open seas. Yeah, that feels I, I'd like to um just just put a positive spin on that as well. It's not so much faking my own death to have a new life as I've accomplished everything I needed to in this one. (laughs) Therefore, now I can finally be with the sea. And I think it's like, it's more faking your own disappearance, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We can't pronounce them dead. Can I, can I dive into a little bit of history that I think is very fun and relevant? Yes, please. Okay. Let me find the exact story. So I get these details, right? Josh. Can I introduce now? This is not gonna be a real segment, but we can we can act like it is. And it's called Weird Story That's True. <laughs> Folks, I have been lulling my little self to sleep by uh going online and searching weirdest stories or unsolved missing persons cases and just reading them till my eyes can no longer stay open. Mm. And that's how I maintain these elegant bags under my eyes. <laughs> mm. <laughs> because if one person's going to solve it, it's me. And that time is 2.30 a.m. on a Tuesday. <laughs> that is a really good, just side note, that's a really good slogan for a spinoff podcast. Weird stories that are true. Weird stories, yeah, but it's like the the 2 a.m. and it's going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so if you are somebody who enjoys weird, creepy stories, uh, I'm telling you right now, there is a Wikipedia page that is missing persons cases and even better is solved missing persons cases. Oh, interesting. Because some of them are happy ending. Some of them are sad, but some of them are just like, what the hell happened? And there's one of them I have not stopped thinking about. And I'm going to tell you guys, and I can also tell our listeners, even if you do not like scary stories, this one is not scary. It's more bizarre and delightful and sad, but delightful. All right, Josh, are you ready for this? I am buckled up and ready to go. Okay. On March 15th, 1957, this guy named Larry Bader, and he's just, he's a cookware salesman in Akron, Ohio. He's $20,000 in debt. Like, Which in 1957 is... Insurmount- a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, insurmountable. He's married. He has three kids. He has a fourth kid on the way. He's overwhelmed. He's like, rents a boat in the middle of a storm. And the Coast Guard is like, do not go out on this boat. And he has a little suitcase. And he's like, I'm just going out for a little bit. But lo and behold, next day, they find the boat. And Larry Bader is not on the boat. He is missing. Okay. Larry. Larry, okay. where did Larry go? Four days later. To the brainy deep. <laughs> Four days later, hundreds of miles away in Omaha, Nebraska, a man comes to town who introduces himself as Fritz Johnson. Okay. And his first name is John. So he's John Johnson, but he goes by the name Fritz. John Fritz Johnson here. Fritz immediately rolls into town. He's like, check this shit out. I'm going to sit on top of a flagpole for 30 days to raise money for polio. And in doing this, he becomes a beloved celebrity. (laughs) okay so he's he's like becomes a radio announcer he becomes the tv sports director for like the news station okay flamboyant personality he uh and according to the wikipedia page his colorful bachelor lifestyle (laughs) he drives a hearse around that has a pillows and like a bar in the back Okay, well, so we started with him being having a colorful bachelor lifestyle, and now it's like, this is serial killery. But I think it's like, 
by all accounts that I've read, it's like this guy was like cool. Like this is Omar sure. Alaska in uh 1957. Like people were sure. like kind of fun. Um he marries a 20-year-old beauty queen contestant divorcee. This is getting yuckier. <laughs> you know, it's it's 1957. Everyone's marrying, you know, people fresh out of their teens. Um, he has a tumor behind his eye and they remove, but because of that, he has to wear an eye patch, which everyone is like, that just makes him cooler. Like okay. this guy's just like cool as hell. Everyone loves Fritz. So Fritz had a lot in common with this Larry Bader that went missing. And one of which was they were both really into archery. Okay. So Fritz goes to this tournament in Chicago. Okay. Where we live. And, um, and oh my God, he's right behind you, Paula. (laughs) And this person he know that a person from Ohio that knew Bader sees Fritz and immediately is like, that's that guy that disappeared. Like, what the hell? So he calls in uh, Larry Bader, the guy that went missing's niece. And she comes in and she goes up and she's like, um, aren't you my uncle Larry Bader? And Fritz is like, what? I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, is this a joke? They did DNA or not DNA testing. They did fingerprint testing. They like compared all this stuff. And they're like, yes. That's the same guy. And Fritz is quoted as saying, it's a physical shock. Up until that moment, I had no doubt that I was not Larry Bader. When I heard that, it was like a door had been slammed and somebody hit me right in the face. So then it's this whole crazy thing because his first wife is remarried. She's been getting social security. She's been getting life insurance. He's also married again. And to this day, uh, a team of psychiatrists examined him. They concluded that Fritz Johnson had no recollection of his former life. But to this day, they do not know if he faked his own death very realistically in order to get out of trouble for tax evasion or if he has the first ever case of longstanding amnesia. Like, I'm not... Not the first ever case, but like that would be like such a specific. Yeah, amnesia type. doesn't work like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like this guy had a full other memories of being Fritz. They have no idea, and he died like three years later. That's crazy. Isn't that a wild story? That's wild. So they have no idea if this guy just like coincidentally was in trouble with that the IRS and was like, "I'm going on a boat ride," or maybe he was going to fake his own death and something happened and he got amnesia. Yeah, or, or he hit his head or something or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But like it, but like him showing up in this town and just like it seemed like he showed up in Omaha, Nebraska, and was just like time to be the person I want to be. You know, like his life was definitely better in Omaha. Oh, for sure. He drove he a cool did, purse. He did leave his family behind with a baby on the way, but yes. <laughs> but it's unclear if that was intentional like no one to this day knows and the psychologist or the you know all the the psychologists that studied him said that he does not remember being larry bader but that being said it's like too coincidental yeah it's it's follow the money you know what i mean yeah i really really love this story so paula i have a question for you from this story yeah if you were to have a complete mental break and uh (laughs) if uh and forget that you have been Paula Skaggs. Mm-hmm. What 
do you think your uh, post-amnesia identity would be? And what would you want your name to be? Now, the thing is, I do I do love the name Fritz Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually Fritz Johnson disease. Everyone who this happens to names themselves Fritz Johnson. I think that Fritz Johnson had it perfect because if Fritz would have shown up in like New York City or LA or a major, major city, he would have been just some guy. But by showing up in Omaha, he was the star of the town. Mm. You know, like he got to be this like cool, eccentric character. And I think showing up in a, in a, in a mid-size Midwestern city was the right move. Yeah. It's almost like you could found your own small town festival. Oh. (laughs) I don't have anything prepared. I think I would probably do the same thing. What would you do? I don't know. So the, the should we create lives for the other person? I think I would have you roll into town saying you're the heir to the uh like the um like the heir to a weird fortune. You know, like your great-great-grandfather invented those glasses where the eye kind of like pops out. Oh, yeah, things. yeah, sure, 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 sure. Or yeah. I'm like, or like I'm the prince of googly eyes. Yes, you're like something really weird. And I think you're in a small town. Sure. Really, really small. And you roll in and um, you tell them that you're... Okay, you you come into a small town. You tell them that you're going to start a boys band. But they need to buy a series of instruments. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, this is the joke <laughs> I was going to make. <laughs> you fall in love with the librarian. And you kind of learn a lesson along the way while singing some beautiful songs. And yeah. <laughs> I would say learning to shapoopy. Oh, God. That was going to be my joke. Ha! Damn it. <laughs> Paula, what do you think is going to happen when fashion doesn't exist anymore? Um. Well, so you're talking like October? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Max. Well, in the movies in the future, everyone wears wears jumpsuits. Yep. And there must come a point, something must happen that is never acknowledged in any movie about the future, but everyone's like, it's just easier for us all to wear the same thing. Yeah, exactly. It's maybe from a practicality perspective, it's that then you can go into uh, zero G more easily. But Mm. I'd like to think that everyone's like, Pants and shirts doesn't need to be separate. We found the technology. Yes. And at that point, they must have already had a technology to just make it easier to go to the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. You actually, uh, you can teleport your waste out of your clothing. You don't even have to go anymore. That's amazing. Which is why you don't never see it in the movies. So my question is, when when we go to the future and we're all wearing jumpsuits all the time, how are we going to differentiate between business casual events, formal events? Like if you go to a wedding, are you just wearing like a very, or is everyone wearing a variation of the, a different fancier jumpsuit? Like you have a big meeting. Do you put on a blazer over the jumpsuit? I have one word and one answer for you, Paula. Okay. Epaulettes. Ah, the little shoulder parts. Shoulder parts, the added little shoulder bits. Mm. So maybe you'll have like three ridges if you're formal, but only one if you're if you're hanging out at home and they are pajamas. And, and it's maybe like disrespectful if you have the wrong amount of ridges. Yes, exactly. If you have too much fringe, not enough fringe. Yes. It's a very, very shoulder-based society. 
You know, I'm actually really glad that we're moving into that. We deserve a shoulder-based society. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, that sounds logical to me. <laughs> I was just thinking, you know, maybe at some point it's just like, you you just have like, the, the details are so minute that you can't even tell. But okay, what, they can. Sure, sure. And that's the problem is you go to the dinner party and you feel, you know where you go to a, a party or a meeting and like everyone else is an expert in something or like they all studied something and this you didn't my, study that thing. This is my everyday life. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it, got it. And you just have to smile and nod and laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you're doing it, you're smiling and nodding and laughing. And you're like, am I, am I wearing the wrong thing? Was I supposed to be oh, wearing God. a different belt? They've, they've made the future way worse than it needed to be. It's like, it's like, it is considered a massive faux pas to wear the wrong jumpsuit. Yeah. But the details are so small that you often don't notice until it's too late. Yeah, exactly. Like this one has, uh, it's the pleating pattern and how far up from the the waist the pleat is. And you can tell everyone's looking at you and there's nothing you can do. They're all snickering in that kind of futuristic way. Yes, yes. Oh my God. Imagine future Kohl's. Like imagine the Kohl's <laughs> department store that they all go to paying with Kohl's cash and you walk in and it's just like, Junior's jumpsuits and it's pictures of like cool fun teens at their lockers all wearing the jumpsuit and then like in like the man section like in between like the family guy novelty ties because they're still going to sell those mm -hmm. just, like, all the men's jumpsuits I was going to say it's still they get uh, you can still buy your newer balance shoes yes <laughs> brand new balance yeah <laughs> the other thing I, that I kind of said offhand but now I'm thinking about a lot more is Belts. Yeah. Because all the jumpsuits, maybe the jumpsuits aren't fitted. So that's how you can add your own little pizzazz. Yeah, is that it's not mm. fitted. It's just what belt you, but you do need a belt because if you don't, then your, uh, your you know, outer space well, layer won't deploy. And it's all about what kind of, it's almost like what we're going through right now where you need to and should be wearing a mask, but then it's yeah. about how you make that mask's fashion. Well, and I think that's a really good point because it's like, it's in the future. Theoretically, we're all equal, but no, there still needs to be a way to tell who's rich and who's not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, society. <laughs> I think that's going to do it for us. I think that's going to do it for us. <sighs> Thank you as always for tuning in for another week. We really appreciate it. Um, we love you and we like you. Wow. Wow. Big news. Big news. Big, big rewatching Parks and Rec energy. Yeah. <laughs> As a part of this episode, we were thinking it might be fun because the pandemic is a wild, wild west of what to wear on your Zoom call mm -hmm. that we might put out for you some prompts of what you might uh, wear in that day. Being Ernest dress-up days. You know what? It's like high school. Being Ernest spirit week. Yeah, being Ernest spirit week is very funny to me. Uh, so if you're listening to this on Tuesday, check our social media. Um, maybe we'll have it launch. I will figure it out. But check our social media. Our prompts will be on there. Um, we're going to do – tag us. Like post a picture of your outfit in your stories, whatever, tag us. And we're going to find a couple of really weird prizes, um, frankly, from cleaning our house. So, you know, who knows what you're going to get, but, uh, we'll send it, we'll send it your way. So not yes. everyone, you know, we'll do a drawing, but yeah, exactly. Um, they will not be 
outlandish costumes that could get you fired. They will be secret little things that like you can how, do for yourself. Yeah, it's like how Disney World isn't letting adults dress in costumes anymore. So people are like giving like the essence of Cinderella. <laughs> That's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> It's time for our signature segment, Earnest Moment of the Week. Imatwa! We have an earnest moment here from listener Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Catherine says she had buds who just had their first baby last weekend. Ever since coming home from the hospital, they've still managed to do daily donations to organizations that support the black community and are still having important conversations, all while having a newborn at home, giving us all faith for better generations to come. Oh, that is very wonderful. That is very wonderful. Uh, This is also a good time to say that um, Josh and I still owe people compliments. (laughs) We do. We do. And uh, so maybe we'll get back on that this week and uh, perhaps we'll open it up for another round of compliments for some more donations for, for, yes. a, cool, for a cool cause uh, related to Black Lives Matter. So um, keep an eye out for that. Yes, 100%. And I have one from our good friend, Kristen. Kristen. Hi, Kristen. Says, Hi, Kristen. Kristen says, the Dalit barista recognized me even in my mask. I've been going every Friday for three months. No. I know. Isn't that so sweet? That is the best feeling when somebody recognizes you. Like, yeah. I, like when you're like, I'm a regular here. Yeah. Being a regular is really just what I always want out of every dining or drinking experience. Yes. And, and if, if I'm a regular somewhere, that is like, I will go there forever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Though, if they try to preempt my order too many times, I'll be like, you don't know me and never come back. I know. I'll be like, you actually know best. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think you'd like this. I think you know me. Um, there was, we had like, um, this is just a side tangent, but when I was in a freshman in high school, my family went to New York. We took the train to New York, which was a big Ooh. deal because normally we did historical road trips within the vicinity of Minnesota. So this was like the big trip. And we went to see the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, the most earnest parade. Sure. And there was a little deli by our hotel. And like in my mind, it was like a little deli, but like we stayed in Times Square. So like, sure. Who knows what it was? But we went in the first day and then every day after that, the guy working remembered our order and like other people would be in line and they'd point to us and be like, oh, you're getting this again, right? And it was so delightful that we still talk about it. (laughs) The one positive Times Square experience ever had. (laughs) Also, we were at Bubba Gum Shrimp. Thank you. In Times Square. Thank you. And I will never forget that the waitress looked at my dad and was like, oh my gosh, back again. And my dad has never been to New York. And he was like, what? (laughs) And she's like, you were just here. And he's like, no, I wasn't. And she's like, yeah, you're in here a lot. And my dad was like, I've never been to New York. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think that, do you think that server just has, just assumes that some of those situations are going to happen, but in general, their hit rate is going to be high enough that they can just say that to whoever. Sure. I like to think that there's someone who looked exactly like my dad having the same vacation one day ahead. You think maybe your dad had another family and then left on a, and had a boating accident and thinks that he is your dad, but actually is someone else from Call back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you as always to Ryan Cruz for our beautiful logo. She's at RB Cruiser on Instagram. And thank you to Dylan Dutch for the beautiful theme song. He's at Dylan Dutch on Twitter. If you want to 
hang out with us digitally, you can do that by checking out our social media. Yeah. I don't know why I said it that way. I don't know. It's staying in now. Where can they <laughs> hang out with us digitally, Josh? Um, at, at being earnest pod on all social media or being earnest pod at gmail.com or, you know, just go somewhere in Lincoln square Ravenswood and just shout our names until we answer. Go, go. <laughs> and until next week, if you're going to have the rarest case of amnesia, be a local celebrity. Yeah. Make the most of it. Exactly. Thanks everybody. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.